Welcome to Entrepreneurs in Progress, a podcast about entrepreneurs figuring out how to be successful in real time. I'm Bridget Price. And I'm Lauren Kemp. And we're two entrepreneurs who built businesses that bring in $300,000 and $700,000 in revenue per year and started some businesses that have lost a few thousand too. <laughs> we're sharing our experiences of what the entrepreneurship journey is really like to help you become confident, successful entrepreneurs faster than we did. Today, we're discussing that moment when we broke through our fear and actually started our businesses. This is arguably the hardest and most important step to becoming an entrepreneur. There are so many things that keep us from getting started. Even denial can trick us into thinking we're making progress when really we're hiding from doing anything real. So what keeps us from getting started? When are you hiding and when are you really working on the business? How do you push past those mental roadblocks? These are all questions we answer as Lauren and I share our struggles with fear and self-doubt and how we push through our comfort zone as entrepreneurs. Let's get started. Lauren, can you tell us about the moment when you broke through your own fear and started your first business? So I think the breakthrough moment comes at different points in the process for different people. I think my moment came for me a little bit later in the process than you might expect. You know, for some people, it's when they can't even just get started. That's the hardest thing is just to take action. I was fine with just like jumping in and creating the business plan and developing the products and formula. Oh, got the LLC, built the website, <laughs> like <laughs> did all those things with the help of my husband, Ryan, and I made it through all those steps. But for me, the biggest breakthrough in fear came when I announced my business on my social media channels. That is the moment when I feel like I really started my business because it wasn't just an idea anymore. It wasn't hypothetical. I had something to offer and to take seriously and sell. You know, I was so afraid of hitting that little post button and my mind was racing with thoughts and it was like, you know, the devil and the angel on your shoulders. And on one side, it's, this is so janky. This is not good enough. I need to make it look better. People are going to judge me and expect me to fail or want me to fail. And on the other side, I have my husband saying, you can do this. You can iterate, you can make it better along the way. You just need to ship it. And I was like, ah, <laughs> click. <laughs> and I put it out into the world. And maybe an hour later, my heart rate returned to normal. Because <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. uh, I'm a perfectionist and I hate putting out something that I've created if it's not what I envisioned or I'm not proud of it. But in my heart, I knew that it was what was needed. I realized that achieving my dreams meant that sometimes you need to do things that you're afraid of, things that you've never done before. And you have to push through the fear and doubt and force yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you had Brian there to kind of push you to post <laughs> because a lot of entrepreneurs don't necessarily have that partner or accountability person to say, you got this, you can do it. Oftentimes, even with friends, when we're sharing kind of our ideas or business concepts, they're not necessarily like pushing us, right? They're there to support. They're there to hear some of our mm -hmm. crazy ideas and maybe even status updates. But rarely do you have that person who's in there with you and it's just, you need to do it. So I love that Brian gave you that encouragement to do that because he's right. You can iterate, you can change and you mm -hmm. just got to put it out there. How was it? This was the first time that you've actually worked on a business for yourself. And so I can imagine yeah. that, that was really scary. Yeah, it was. It feels like an extension of yourself that you're putting out there. It feels 
so personal. And, you know, we try and tell ourselves to separate, you know, the business is not mm-hmm. the same thing as me, but I think we do tie it into our identity because, well, it's our business. It was our idea. It's our mm-hmm. effort and hard work. It was definitely scary to put yourself out there, at least the first time for me. It's scary yeah. every time you, you know, you do it over and over again. But as you and I have talked about separately, it gets easier and it becomes more of your identity being an yeah. entrepreneur. But that first time, was just super scary because it was like something that I had never done before. People mm-hmm. had never thought of me or seen me do anything like this in that light. So that's always a little nerve wracking. Yeah. So when you were working on your first business and you were going through all of your batches and figuring out how to get the right products, were you thinking about what it would mean to actually start or share this announcement with others? Were you in your zone working on your product, you know. I was I was just in the zone. <laughs> I wasn't worried about that. That was future Lauren's problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. wanted to keep going and I was very excited about the product at the time. So Yeah. I love that you're in the zone. I'm totally opposite. I'm already thinking, oh my gosh, what, how are people <laughs> going to receive this? And I focus more on that side versus trying to get mm-hmm. what I need done. So that's mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> that you're able to kind of stay focused on that. What do you think are the different ways that we keep ourselves from starting? I think that fear and self-doubt, perfectionism and procrastination are like the big ones for entrepreneurs. So when we come up with an idea, I think that we often try to talk ourselves out of it at every stage almost too, because it is such an endeavor to take on. It's a lot of risk. We know that it's going to be a lot of effort and it's going to be difficult and we might fail and we just want to make sure that it's worth the risk and effort. So that's that I think is why a lot of entrepreneurs stop themselves before they get started. Yeah. How about you? I agree. I honestly feel that as entrepreneurs and as we're navigating what we're working on, we somehow convince ourselves that we are the smallest version of who we are, that we aren't good enough, we aren't smart enough, and that we're destined to fail. I honestly think that sometimes we're not willing to always put in all the work that's required to start a business. And it's not necessarily because we don't want to do it. We see it from a mile away. We see how much work you have to put in. And you're like, fuck that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sacrificing, you know, my personal time, my nap time, my whatever. And your nap time. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that because I don't nap. I wish I did. I love that. No, I, I like naps. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> just we should encourage more nap time. But no, you don't want to sacrifice your personal time because a lot of times entrepreneurs don't have the luxury of just working on their business. They're working full time. They have a family. They have other commitments. And you're literally either having to pull away from that other time or any other time you set aside for hobbies or personal downtime. And I think that sometimes for a lot of entrepreneurs, that can be the fear that they experience or why they experience fear with starting a business. You don't know if you're going to make it or fail until you actually start. Yeah. And it's a lot of effort for an uncertain payoff. Yes. That uncertainty is, I'm going to stick with this paycheck every two weeks. I know I'm going to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> and at the very least, I know that I can go back and get a job or a different job or whatever. Like I mm-hmm. can make that work, but not knowing if it's going to pay off. I think that's really scary. Yeah. You mentioned the breakthrough moment for starting your business was after all the work that you had done on like iterating your batches. Mm-hmm. When do you know that you're actually working on your business versus hiding behind busy work? 
So I think you really started your business when you're finally trying to sell your product or service. Mm -hmm. I definitely was hiding behind a lot of busy work. Again, that perfectionism and just wanting to make sure everything was right. And I was set up to succeed in this endeavor that most people fail at, <laughs> which I did. <laughs> <laughs> it did matter. <laughs> did you fail though? Or did you just have a learning lesson? Both. <laughs> it depends on however you want to spin it. Um, I'm not afraid it, to honey. say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not afraid to say it failed or oh. it didn't work out, but I did learn a lot and I'm grateful for the experience. But I think you can work on strategy and setup for a long time without mm -hmm. actually putting yourself out there and trying to build a business. You know, it's relatively easy to buy a URL, to mm -hmm. file for an LLC, to secure a couple of social handles but it doesn't really matter until you're actually selling your product or service. Yeah, I completely agree. There's actually a name for this and it's called process breakthrough. And basically we achieve our breakthrough by doing certain tasks over and over again, making it easier to complete. And so when those tasks become easier, you feel safe to take on the larger task, which is like making the announcement or going out there and pitching your product because it feels safer to claim your child. You're like, okay, I know this product works. I've worked on it a million times, or I've sold this product to a handful of people. Now I can introduce this new line. And then you slowly progress. And I think a lot of people with side hustles, that's their process. They work on something that they're comfortable with, mm -hmm. kind of evolve, they kind of grow, and now they can claim their child. I wish I had the patience for that. <laughs> I know. I don't have the patience anymore. Like, it's like <laughs> side hustles are not a thing for me anymore. I'm all in or I'm out. But I think I, they are good. Yeah. They're helpful, if, especially if you have a full-time job and you can't dedicate all your time to building a business. A lot of people have to start side hustles and that's, yeah. that's a and great way totally to fine. get momentum going. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Bridget, when was your breakthrough moment in starting your business? Okay, let me quickly define start a business. <laughs> I've had a ton of side hustles, as I mentioned, freelance work, all of the above. So in a way, it always felt like I had a business. And then also Marcus, you know, he's had a number of businesses. So I always felt like an unofficial entrepreneur by working or being with my husband. <laughs> now, if we want to talk about <laughs> if these were successful businesses, we'll have to have that conversation at another time. <laughs> but I feel like my breakthrough came on the hills of quitting my job in 2017. And I felt like I had nothing to lose. Before, losing my job was like the worst thing that could happen to me. But prior to quitting my job in 2017, I had the luxury of being laid off twice and like <laughs> a span of three and a half, four years. Mm -hmm. So once you kind of face the fear, for me, the fear was losing my job multiple times. <laughs> it's not yeah. scary anymore. Mm -hmm. When I finally did quit my job, I was basically at the point of, fuck it, I'm going to bet on myself. And like you, I made the announcement. I held my first big event and I broke through the initial fear. But of course, that fear of like fully telling everyone that this is what I was doing full time and this is my thing, it was replaced with other fears of operating yeah. a business, uh, <laughs> most importantly, making money. <laughs> so <Yep>. like <laughs> what I think those fears of trying to make it propelled me to keep going and figuring it out. I got past the whole, this is literally what I'm doing. This is my baby. And mm -hmm. now I'm like, I got to show up and prove. And that helped me keep going. Because starting a business with limited experience is so hard, I did ultimately go back to work after six months. But in this time, Marcus started the cleaning business. And because we both have started and stopped our own side hustles, 
I just knew that I wanted to be there as a partner for Marcus. And I knew that would be a lot easier than going at it alone. Doing entrepreneurship alone is very difficult. There's mm -hmm. so many different things. And, you know, you and I have talked about how we're lucky that we have entrepreneurial husbands who want to <laughs> help and yeah, vice versa. Not everybody has a significant other that is entrepreneurial or, or interested in starting a business or even in some cases against it. Um, mm -hmm. So how do you deal with perfectionism and that fear and doubt that you've talked about? I know that you mentioned Marcus was helpful, but are there any other things that you've found particularly helpful? So I think that we make such a huge deal out of our milestones, right? And whenever you start a business, that is a huge milestone. And you're, you're looking for validation is really what's going on, right? You want that support. And so when we share these huge things in our life, like our businesses, we're just looking for someone to kind of soothe our fear. We're looking for people to make us feel better. And the reality is it's not that big of a deal to people. <laughs> and I think that for me, what I've done is start without needing that validation. So I've also managed my expectations. I've learned to expect a lot less in the beginning, but enough to keep you going. So in short, I don't expect that my business idea is going to make me a million dollars in a week. Um, <laughs> I don't expect to have some crazy fulfillment issue or way to fulfill orders or services in like a short period of time because my idea is so great that people are going to be yep, knocking down my door. I've been there. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, think that anymore. What are we going to do if we have too much business? <laughs> that never <laughs> happens. going to be clamoring for this. <laughs> yeah. That never happens. It's okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say never, but yeah, well, it's, uh, it's unlikely. Yeah. If you're, especially if you're bootstrapping, <laughs> if you don't have any audience like we do, we're not like celebrities, like yeah. launching anything. So yeah. 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 Totally living <laughs> in our heads there. That's how much we believe our ideas guys just heads up so yeah oh yeah you gotta believe it that your idea is amazing and that it's gonna succeed to that level now yeah expectations and have to be managed <laughs> absolutely and i had an accountability partner with marcus and so we held each other accountable marcus actually relied a lot on facebook groups and social groups that were in the same industry that he could glean a lot of information from and go there to vent, you know what I mean? Talk about problems, mm -hmm. talk about solutions. And I never thought about that before. I've always looked at, when it came to my businesses, I always looked at other businesses to benchmark and figure out like, how should I price? Or what should my messaging be? Who do I market to? That type of thing. But I never thought about finding other peers in the space and either becoming like a mentee or learning from others in that direct way. It always felt like at first I had to figure it out on my own. And that's mm -hmm. completely old school. You don't have to figure it out alone. Yeah. A lot of entrepreneurs still have that mindset that they have to figure it out on their own. And yeah. the longer we've been doing this and talking with you, the more I'm like, you know what? I want to learn from somebody who's already figured it out. Absolutely. It's almost like why reinvent the will? And I think we are so hard on ourselves that we think we have to, or that's how we're going to make our money, or that's how we're going to be successful. And there's so many people who have figured it out <laughs> that mm -hmm. why not ask them? You know what I mean? Why not lean on each other and help? Because even if you, right, don't have that direct experience, you could still provide some insight for others, right? You might have a strength or a skill set that they're lacking and that they could apply to their business. So it's just really nice to kind of operate in those social circles. Um, and I think the secret is the people who know 
know that there's plenty of business to go around that yeah. there's more value that can be created. They don't view it as a zero sum game. If you're winning, that means I'm losing. It's no. Now I'm sure in some industries that's not the case. So don't jump down my throat just yet. But <laughs> I, mean, I feel like those are those like old school archaic companies like I would imagine that it might be difficult to start a telecommunications company. But no, I love that you said that. You're absolutely right. There's an abundance mindset there. There's more than enough to go around. You don't have to compete with anybody. I call our competitors friendly competitors. And I feel like even calling them competitors is really like still a strong word, right? Yeah, I guess you can call them competition because you do want to know what your competitors in your space is doing. You want to know where they are fitting price wise and market wise. It just helps your business. But it's not like, oh, I got to edge them out. I got to do this. It's not like that at all. So I love that you touched on that. I know that perfectionism is something that you have struggled with before, Lauren. So how do you deal mm -hmm. with that now, along with the fear and doubt? As I mentioned before, it really helped having Brian, having someone believing in me and encouraging me and pushing mm -hmm. me to be brave. And then some of it was just practice and failing. Because when I look back in hindsight now, like, I look back at that moment when I announced my first business and I'm like, oh, it's not that big a deal. And it's 2020 hindsight. But mm -hmm. at the time, it felt like a huge deal. It felt extremely anxiety inducing and scary. But now I'm like, oh, that was nothing. <laughs> like, right. I made such a bigger deal out of it. But I don't think you realize that until you've done it a couple times because yep. it does feel like a big deal. It is in ways a big deal because the person who I was then was going through this big change in shift. So it was a big deal at the time. So a big thing that I did have to do was change my relationship to failure and change my mindset with the perfectionism and fear and doubt. A lot of that came from being afraid to fail, mm. fail publicly. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I was used to doing things where majority of the time I was successful, whether mm. it was in sports or in my corporate jobs. Generally, I did well and I didn't attempt things that I was terrible at. I wasn't following my art career. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were into art. You know, <laughs> when I was like in middle school, like <laughs> I'd have these ideas in my head and I'm like, oh, I want to put this to paper. And then I tried oh. and it looked like shit. So I was like, all right. <laughs> I did not know that. That is hilarious. I think everybody has that kind of creative spirit in them, whether it's art or music or stuff like that. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that you really have to be okay with failing and failing over and over. And failing is a loose term because you're just going to run into obstacle after obstacle. And it's such a grind. And before my ego couldn't handle failing and right. not succeeding over and over again. But you just, like I said, change your mindset and be like, okay, if I failed here, we'll figure something out and right. then adjust and right. you just got to keep trying and learning and it gets easier and easier. You really need to believe in yourself. Yeah, I really like that. I think that you have to ultimately have the utmost faith in your ability versus thinking that something magical is going to happen, which it does happen, but you have to believe in yourself before you can get others to believe in you. And I think that, again, we rely so much on that validation that when we don't get it, that self-doubt creeps back in. And I agree with you. Failures are learning lessons and it's a loose mm -hmm. term and it's not failing like, oh my God, you can't get back up or you can't go back and try again. I think 
ultimately knowing you can always try again is something that I think new entrepreneurs should always think about and consider. But Lauren, ultimately, how did you break through your fear and start your business? It's like I said, I had to adopt a new mindset and set of beliefs. I had mm-hmm. to be okay with failing and believe that I could make it work even if it took a few tries to figure it out. I think that was the biggest thing because Mm -hmm. I think with entrepreneurs, there's always that kind of point where your desire and determination to achieve your goals outweigh your fear because that's when you start. You're just like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I want something different for my life. You just get to that point where you're like, you know what? I'm going to do it and I'm done. I'm done waiting. And then of course, lastly, it also helped to have Brian in my corner providing encouragement and support. So Mm -hmm. Those were the three main things that helped me break through that fear in starting my business. Yeah. How about you? So I figured out a way to get disciplined. And so small things I did over time that allowed me to build up the courage to start my business. So with my side hustle, having one client and then pulling in another and then slowly building that Rolodex. And (laughs) as cliche as it is, the best way to break through your fear is to face it and to use it to propel you forward. You should question your fear, right? Asking, are you okay with what you are doing now or do you want more? And if you want more, taking one small action every day for the next six months will help you get there. I also feel like When I was an entrepreneur, when I think back to my younger days, I was not prepared for the long game, right? I joke, Mm -hmm. I'm dead ass. Like I thought I was going to be rich (laughs) the following week. I thought I would have money rolling in, you know what I mean? And then that would Mm -hmm. make me serious about the business because I'm like, oh my God, I'm making all this money. Now I'm focused. No, you have to come to a place where you're already focused and this is your vision. You got to put in the work. And so- just understanding that it'll take time. But when we talk about our businesses, Lauren, it's crazy to think we're three, almost four, four or five years old. Like it felt like it went by so fast. And I know, again, that sounds very cliche, but if you just start and keep going, that time will just really speed by. I was going to say, that's such a great point you brought up again about managing those expectations. Entrepreneurship is playing the long game. Yes, there are some people who seem quote unquote, overnight successes. And usually that's not the case. Usually Usually, overnight (laughs) success, it's just you're now hearing about it. That's what it is. So I think having those realistic expectations and being in it for the long term will help when you're pacing yourself and dealing with starting your new business. Yeah. That's it for today. If you're struggling with fear and self-doubt, you don't have to do it alone. Join us in the Entrepreneurs in Progress Supercast community. For only $5 a month, you get to join a community of fellow fans and entrepreneurs to discuss entrepreneurship, as well as have access to Ask Me and Bridget Anything, behind-the-scenes content, and a shout-out in our future episodes. Once you're in, go ahead and share what's holding you back, and we'll help you work through it. The link to join the Supercast community is in the show notes. Your support helps ensure that we can keep creating this podcast, whether it's contributing to our Supercast community, joining our LinkedIn group, or even just sharing episodes with your friends and family. Thanks for listening, and until next time.